Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 11 called, When the Foundations Are Shaken. So we can curse the darkness and say, oh, it's just so terrible. Or we can say, no, I'm going to do something in my generation. And I'm going to ask the Lord to help me to know how to do that well and to do that with compassion and, you know, winsomeness and all of that stuff. Let me just remind you that the guy who wrote this was the king of God's nation when it was at its height. You know, under David and Solomon, Israel really saw its heyday. But what happened to Israel? Were the foundations destroyed? Yes. In fact, the nation became so morally corrupt that God had to judge it on multiple occasions by foreign armies. And that's why there are some that believe that, you know, in God's sovereignty, he's allowed this to rock the United States and for that matter, the world. Because if we really pulled back the veil right now and I started going into statistics about what we do in this country and I could just bring up some areas like redefining marriage, sex trafficking, abortion. And we don't believe that the chickens are going to come home to roost. I I just don't think we have a biblical understanding of God. God is a God of grace. And there are many people crying out to the Lord and getting right with God. And it always starts with the church. If the moral foundations of, if the, if let's just put it this way. Um, Somebody once said that politics is simply ethics applied. Politics is ethics applied. Somebody's ethics are going to be applied in a culture, right? Now, Politics don't answer the deepest needs of the heart, right? But they play a part in a culture. And it was lived out in Israel where the foundations were destroyed, where the people of God did not obey the law of God, where they didn't obey the first and second commandments, where they had high places and idols and acted out with those idols into morality and divorced their wives without cause. And you go down the list and you know what happened and you see the result of it even today. And so we say, well, Lord, please. Don't let that happen here. Don't let that happen now. If the foundations are destroyed, the word destroyed there is broken, uh, to break up, to pull down, to overthrow. And I put in my notes, this begs a question. What are your foundations? Do you know that in the last several decades, That's all been undone now. People don't even know what the word foundation means. Do words even have definitions anymore? Whatever it means to you is fine. Unless I don't like it. Then it's not fine. Then it's not politically correct. 
And so here, here we are, in many ways, at a crossroads for the church in a country that we have come to appreciate and love with all of its foibles and shortcomings. But I'm going to make this personal. What are your foundations? If I were to ask a, a young couple that comes into my office for premarital counseling a question, one of my first questions is this, what are you going to build your marriage on? And sometimes I get looks back at me like, they don't know what I'm talking about or like I'm from a different planet. What are you going to build on? Well, could, be, could you be more specific, Pastor Michael? What, is, what are you talking about? I'm asking the question, what is your life really about? Where are you going? What do you believe and why do you believe it? Why do you make any decision that you make? Why would you be faithful to your spouse? Why would you go to church? It, is it just a cultural thing or a, a thing that your family's always done? Or is it truly Jesus Christ is my foundation? Uh, Nate, would you do me a favor? Check the air. It's feel stuffy. Could just be me. I don't know. Anybody else? Hot. Come on. All right, now the psalm's going to shift. A little bit of bummer, bad news, tough stuff. What's the answer to it? Well, let's look at verse 4. The Lord, <laughs> he hasn't gone anywhere. Well, where's your God? And the foundations are going to, they're crumbling. It's crumbling, man. Uh -uh. Verse 4 says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. And by the way, he's watching. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. God is dead, said Nietzsche. The t-shirt says, God is dead. On the back, Nietzsche is dead, God. God presides over every so-called smart philosopher's funeral. Every one of them. Who was the guy that, um, was it, I'm trying to remember his name, but they started printing Bibles in his old house. The guy that, uh, he was a skeptic against God. I can't think of his name right now, but it was Voltaire. There you go. And Voltaire said, what, Christianity would be wiped off the face of the earth in a matter of so many years. And his house became a place to print Bibles. God has a sense of humor. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple with glory. In the year that a good king died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah might say, I was rocked. I wondered if the foundations were going to give way. And then I had a vision. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple and the angels didn't stop singing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord, he's in his temple. He hasn't moved. I know things are shaky down here. He's on his throne. It's in heaven. And he knows. The Lord, verse 5, tests the righteous and the wicked. Now, second time we've seen the word testing. And the one who loves violence, his soul hates. The Hebrew word here speaks primarily of rejection. He rejects 
the wicked man. Would you note in verse 5 that the Lord tests the righteous and the wicked? All right, let's start with the wicked. Why would he test the wicked? He just further exposes their hearts. Why does he test the righteous? By the way, that's you as a Christian. Why does he test this? Further exposes our hearts. But testing, Genesis 22 says, God tested Abraham. Take your son, your only son whom you love. I'll show you the mountain. Offer him as a burnt offering. And he obeyed. And Abraham, in the test up on Mount Moriah, got a view of God and the gospel up there through the test. And sometimes I get a closer look at the gospel in my tests. A closer look at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. A closer look at the provision of God when I don't know where it's going to come from and the ram is going up the other side of the mountain when I'm walking up this side and I don't know how God is going to provide. And it says, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. I can't always see it. The Lord tests me and he's got his provision, the ram, if you will, coming up the other side. I can't see it, but here I am trying to live by faith. I don't get it. I'm going to try to obey you, God. And God's got the provision there and I get a closer look at the gospel. Amen? And the testing of our faith, James 1 and Romans 5 says, produces endurance and proven character and proven character produces hope. So when you go through a test, it's because God's trying to make you stronger. Amen? Tests stretch you, but the purpose is to make you more dependent on God. Get a closer look at the gospel. Verse 6, upon the wicked, we're winding down, God will rain snares or coals, New King James, fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. Let me just say to you, that I think this is here in part to remind the righteous when you're being mocked and ridiculed and people are going, la, 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 the foundation, where's your God? Get some wings, you know, that you could say, well, I know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> now, we have to be careful because God is not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. So we got to be careful. But we do know that one of the places that God rained fire and brimstone was a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. I'll read it for you. I think you know it. Genesis 19, 24, 25 says, The Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. He overthrew those cities and the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. And I got to take you to one more. It's all the way in Luke 17. This is Jesus picking up this image and talking about a comparison of the time of Lot and Sodom and his second coming. So take a peek. Luke 17, 29. Luke 17, 29. He talks about the days of Noah and then he transitions to the days of Lot. Let's, we'll go back to 28. So Luke 17, 28. And it was the same, Jesus speaking, as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone. But by the way, Jesus believes that Sodom and Gomorrah was a literal account 
And if Jesus believes it, so do I. And it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all, Luke 17, 30. It will be just the same on the day the Son of Man is revealed. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. He overthrew those cities, and the valley, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. And I got to take you to one more. It's all the way in Luke 17. This is Jesus picking up this image and talking about a comparison of the time of Lot and Sodom and his second coming. So take a peek. Luke 17, 29. Luke 17, 29. He talks about the days of Noah, and then he transitions to the days of Lot. We'll go back to 28. So Luke 17, 28. And it was the same, Jesus speaking, as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone. But by the way, Jesus believes that Sodom and Gomorrah was a literal account. And if Jesus believes it, so do I. And it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all, Luke 17, 30. It will be just the same on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let not the one who is in the housetop, uh, on the housetop, and is, whose goods are in the house go down to take them away. Likewise, let not the one who is in the field turn back. And then these fateful words: Remember Lot's wife. 
All right, let's go back to Psalm 11 and we'll finish it. So I give you three things. Um, I said three major planks. Trusting God in adversity was the first one. I want to give you the second one if I can find it. Uh, trusting God who reigns above the wicked. You could put that underneath verse 4. Trusting God who reigns above the wicked. And then the final is trusting the Lord because of who he is. Because of who he is. See, we have to see the full picture, and when we do, we, we won't flee. Fear will flee. The man, says G. Campbell Morgan, who sees Jehovah enthroned and governing, has no panic. The third plank, maybe just above verse 7, if you're taking notes, trusting the Lord because of who he is. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright I put in my notes, not the uptight. <laughs> I even put a smiley face in my notes, hoping that a few of you would chuckle. The upright, not the uptight, will, what will they do? They will behold his face. Now, I have two scriptures uh, to take you to, and we're done. The first is Hebrews 12. So let's flip over there. So we have hope. We know we're going to see God's face. We know where we're going. We know how the story concludes. We're going to see the Lord. Uh, life, this life is temporary no matter what happens, right? But we want to enjoy it. We want to have abundant life. We want to count our blessings. Fight for what is good. Fight the good fight of faith. So Hebrews 12. <clears throat> and take a look at verse 18. For you, and he's speaking now to believers who have trusted in Christ, Hebrews 12, 18, have not come to a mountain that may be touched into a blazing fire into darkness and gloom and whirlwind. This is a picture of Sinai. To the blast of a trumpet, the sound of words which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further words should be spoken to them. For they could not bear the command, even if even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. Hebrews 12, 21. So terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you, by contrast, believer, instead of coming to Sinai, the mountain of law, you've come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it, in light of all this, brethren, see to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less shall we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now... He is promising, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, 27, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, in order that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God 
is a consuming fire. What are you building on? And then Revelation 22, the very last chapter of your Bible, and this idea that we will see God's face is reiterated in the very last chapter that likely was written in the the, uh, canon. And here's what it says, and this is so beautiful. I just want you to meditate on it. Let it encourage you. He showed me, Revelation 22.1, a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, Revelation 22.2, on either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There shall no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his bondservants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall no longer be any night, and they they shall not have need of the light of a lamp, nor of the light of the sun, because the Lord God shall illumine them, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are faithful and true, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his bondservants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. You've been listening to When the Foundations Are Shaken, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 11. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can watch Pastor Michael's sermons and the full services with worship when you follow our YouTube channel. Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. And we would love it if you can join us for a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning service. But if you live outside of the area of Southern California or you're unable to visit us, You can always watch Living Truth Christian Fellowship on our YouTube channel. The best way to find the videos is visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Again, visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. When the foundations are shaken, what can the righteous do? That's the question. Here's the bottom line. Make sure you're building on the right foundation. Make sure that it's being built on something that can't be shaken, even though everything else is shaken. Uh, God isn't going anywhere. He's the immovable, strong object we build on. So uh, tomorrow we are going to be getting into a Christmas message from the majestic chapter of Isaiah, chapter 9, Hope is Called. We're going to get into the idea of Emmanuel coming into this earth to save us. We're going to talk about wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Hey, tell a friend. And uh, say, hey, let's listen to Walk in Truth tomorrow, and we'll hear a great Christmas prophecy from Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. On behalf of the whole team here at Walk in Truth, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Have a blessed day. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hey, read through Luke chapter 2, especially the first, oh, 15, 18 verses. Read the story and remind uh, your family and yourself that Jesus Christ has come to save us. 
Well, Merry Christmas Eve, and hey, I'd like to invite you to our special Christmas Eve service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. It's in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue, and we have a single Christmas Eve service at 5.30 p.m. It'll be a service of just better than an hour with some wonderful Christmas music, and I'll be sharing a classic Christmas message from one of the classic texts. It'll be a blessed evening, and we want you to come out and join us. You can get information and directions when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars. You'll get driving directions and much, much more. But just remember, 5.30 p.m., a special Christmas Eve service at Living Truth in Corona. Hope to see you here. God bless. And just one more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner too. $5 a month is greatly needed or give a one-time end-of-the-year tax-deductible donation. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. Or you can write a check and mail your gift to Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. And join us for a special Christmas message from Pastor Michael about what hope is called. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.